0: Right across the country, you are on The Pulse with Shawnee B and Emma G, and we are doing this. Oh, my
1: God. That's naughty. can't believe we're talking about this.
0: Yeah, this is getting naughty.
1: The Pulse. Sealed section. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a brand new segment where we delve into all your steamy questions with a special guest full of knowledge in this area. Our guest tonight brings a wealth of knowledge in sex education and relationships. Over the years, she's supported hundreds of individuals and couples to feel more comfortable and confident about sex and relationships. She works with a range of sexual concerns and curiosities while approaching in a sex-positive, shame-free, inclusive and trauma-informed way. If that wasn't enough, she's busy writing sex columns for GQ, Body and Soul and has appeared on The Bachelor, Studio 10 and My Mum, Your Dad. Georgia also offers free weekly sex education on her website and is the in-house sex expert for Normal, a brand selling sex toys. Please welcome to the show Georgia Grace, a.k.a. G-Spots. (laughs) hey guys thanks for having me Uh, thanks
0: for coming on g spot we're very excited to chat to you i mean firstly your name is bloody genius right isn't it
2: yes yes i i got in quick for that one i've been working in the space for eight years so yeah i jumped on it when it was available smart (laughs) how
0: when were you like you know i'm georgia g g spot it just works Is is that as simple as that
2: Yeah, it's as simple as that. And sometimes like my besties are now calling me G-spot. So
0: yeah,
1: it's just really become a part of me.
0: That's awesome. I
2: love
1: that for you. Why do you think there is still a stigma and a sense of shame around talking about sex?
2: Oh, because most of us grew up in a time where we didn't have access to sex positive or inclusive information. And I think all of us can look back on the sex ed that we got and it was either nothing or it was don't have sex. Yeah. So that leaves us, you know, when we first start having sexual experiences, it leaves us with so many questions and not really anywhere to turn. Like we can turn to our friends, but they know just as little as us. We can turn mm-hmm. to porn, but that's not really sex education. It's more entertainment. Mm-hmm. We can turn to Google, but, and and then also, trial and error and try to figure it out ourselves but often you know like all new skills you actually really need to learn how to be a good lover and when people are expected to just have all of these skills and and to be really good at sex but they haven't had the opportunity to learn mm. they can feel this sense of shame like they're not good enough
0: mm. wow, yeah so true is there a most common issue that like singles or couples come to you with um, that they need you to support like, or need your support on?
2: Yeah, so probably one of the most common sexual concerns is all about desire, so sex drive and libido. And it will often present as, I've lost my libido or um, my partner and I want sex at different frequencies and it's affecting our relationship. Mm. And, you know, it is a sexual concern that is really, really common at normal. We've done a lot of research into sexual concerns. We consistently find each year that, is one of um, the top sexual concerns that Australians have.
1: That's really um, interesting. Is it, yeah, is it yeah, usually the guy or the girl or like it, is there a common, yeah? See, this is the thing and, and I think that often
2: um, there is an assumption that men have higher sex drives and women have lower sex drives but statistically, you know, it's just not true. And I also see it in session all the time, like it it doesn't discriminate. And also because it doesn't even take into consideration queer relationships and queer dynamics. so, yeah, often, say, for example, if a heterosexual couple comes in, um, uh, the woman, she will say that she has a higher sex drive. And there's all of these assumptions about that, that, you know, she she's wanting too much or she shouldn't want sex that much. And then for her male partner, he may feel like he's not man enough because he's mm. not, he doesn't have as high a sex drive as his partner. So, yeah, it, it's not so much about gender. It's more about context. And yeah. we need to understand what might be affecting their desire. And that could be lifestyle things. Um, it could be how they're feeling in their relationship. It could be about confidence. You know, it, it could be you know so many different areas. But once we figure that out, it's really easy to work on it. And yeah. I actually love working on this area because we see some really great results and couples start to have really amazing and a feeling stress-free sex life when uh, you know we can support them to get there.
0: Absolutely. Awesome to
1: hear.
0: G-Spot, you uh, look, I don't know much about butt plugs, to be honest. <laughs> We've been talking about <laughs> yeah. them in the last 24 hours because we know uh, you're the in-house sex expert for Normal, who recently yeah. launched a butt plug kit, uh, which is designed for everybody. Uh, can you talk us through this? Like, why do you believe that anal has been seen as taboo?
2: Yeah, I think, well, for so many reasons, Um, that there's not a lot of information about it, Um, homophobia. So there's this assumption that if you take um, anal stimulation, then that means you're gay. And of course, that does not say anything about your sexuality. It just means that you can access really um, sensitive areas through your anus. I think people are scared that it will hurt and you know, sex should never involve any unwanted pain and anal sex should never involve any unwanted pain. Mm. Um, and it will be a messy experience because yeah. people haven't been taught about all of the really simple things that they can do to get cleaned and prepped and, and confident for it. So, yeah, basically, like people aren't sure about anal sex or, or even using something like a butt plug. They haven't been taught that They haven't been taught how to do it. They haven't been taught that it's like really fun and sexy and normal, Um, but also that it's really pleasurable. And for many people with penises and men, they can have these body orgasms from wearing something like a butt plug because it's stimulating their prostate. And so they may not be hard and they may not even ejaculate, but... They can have this sort of internal orgasm. And it's the same for women too and people with vulvas. They can, yeah, feel, um, experience some pleasure in a really new way. Yeah.
0: So, what does the butt plug do? You put it in and it make just, it feels nice up there. Does it vibrate or? You're
1: blowing Shawnee B's mind. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so, a butt
2: plug, um, it, it kind of looks like a plug, but it's not to be confused with the function of a plug. Yeah. Um, a butt plug, the function of it is to um, essentially make you orgasm or to help you feel more pleasure. So essentially um, w- the way that we've designed this butt plug with Abby Chatfield, she had this idea to make it a modular training kit so that for anyone who's new to using butt plugs, um, they could kind of work to it and explore pleasure in a, a slow and accessible way. So we have this little bullet that you can insert into either a small butt plug or a medium-sized butt plug. And then once it's in some people just like to leave it there and they will then masturbate or have sex with their partner or do anything else some people like to play with like moving it in and out and that can feel really pleasurable but more often than not the majority of people use a butt plug for blended pleasure and stimulation so they've got it in and then they have sex in you know any other way that they like to typically have
1: sex.
0: Right. Mm. Interesting. There you go.
1: Think you might try it, Shawnee?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm st- I, like, I'm, honestly, I'm just not sure how I feel about it. And yeah. It's nothing to do with being yeah. homophobic. I've got mates who are definitely straight who like a finger in the bum. Just never been for me. Yeah. You know, never, never.
2: You know what my motto for life is? I'll try anything three times.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, All right. That.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, it's not for everyone. And, yeah. and I think that that's, that's exactly why we've created so much free online um, education about this. So for anyone who's wanted to head to itsnormal.com and walk you through everything you need to know. But, you know, and if it's not, like you said, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And I think we really need to celebrate that, Some people will be into it and others won't, and that's just human sexuality. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't all like the same things, but yeah, what we found it's been really interesting how many people, as you were saying before, their minds have been blown because they didn't even think they'd be into it, and then they've started to experience so much pleasure. Mm. Wow.
1: Now, G-Spot, we caught up with Jack from Maths earlier in the show, and he is a self-proclaimed dominant alpha. He says he likes a submissive woman. He admitted on the show that he's into some kinky things, and he had this question for you. Give me
0: more clarification. Why am I into the golden showers? I'd love to have a bit more clarity on that. That'd be great.
1: He's into golden (laughs) showers.
0: (laughs) Do you watch Maths G-Spot? I don't, uh, right. which
2: maybe I should because I think it would give me a lot of information about case studies and how to work. With yeah. <laughs> so I just work late. I work late in sessions, so I can't. Right. Um, this, this is a great question, and actually a lot of research that is um, done into kinks or even, like, fetishes, um, we don't have any real conclusive evidence to suggest why someone might be into something. Some theories suggest that... Past experiences that we've had, or even past lived experiences that we have, that might shape how um, the things we desire might shape our eroticism. Others say that we can't really turn to the past to tell us what we want in the future. I think like, the, I, I heard how you said he was describing himself like self-proclaimed gut dom who wants a submissive woman, mm. and I would really actually encourage him to go and learn from a qualified and a professional dom so that he knows how to do this mm. safely, um, how to ensure that um, it, it he uh, treats his um, submissives with care and respect and consent and if anyone's like wanting to explore more advanced sexual acts you know pay a professional and learn do it mm. because then you'll learn so much more about how to make it fun and, and exciting for everyone. But also, importantly, you'll learn how to care for people because yeah. I think it's great that kinky sex is more in the mainstream. And we've seen how Fifty Shades of Grey has certainly made these conversations um, yeah, more comfortable for people to have, you know, say on radio. But with that, um, there hasn't been all of the education that needs to be done if someone is wanting to engage in these more advanced so pay someone to teach you, basically.
0: Yeah. This is yeah. so interesting, G-Spot. I love yeah, this. Yeah. Now, we actually have uh, something we call the sealed section box. So we have a bunch of questions in here that uh, our listeners have sent in on Instagram. Uh, so we're going to pull a question out and we're going to ask you.
1: Anonymously. Anonymously. So people, you can send this in on the Pulse AU yeah. and we won't reveal who they are yeah. and we'll just exactly. ask on their behalf. Well,
0: yeah. Now, the question I've got for you, my partner wants to have a threesome, but I'm not entirely sure how I am comfortable. How do I approach the conversation without losing him?
2: Oh, this I, I think, yeah, this is this is such a, a common um, question. So first up, um, if you one because either they're not respecting your boundaries or they're not willing to create an environment that is that is safe and consenting Mm. for everyone then I think that's like a a, a great amount of information for you to check in with yourself and think about whether you want to be with someone who's going to lose who's going to leave you because you don't want to do something sexually Mm. um I think we also need to speak about boundaries and consent. Just because someone wants to do something sexually, it doesn't mean you owe it to them. And it sounds like you have a really strong sense that you're you're unsure about it and you don't know whether you want to um, even do this. So I think having this conversation outside of a sexual context is a really great place to start. So on a walk, uh, when you drive, not directly before, during, or after sex. Mm, and it could okay. be something I hey, I know you're really interested in um, having a threesome. I'm not going to lie. It, it feels confronting. It feels uncomfortable or it feels scary, whatever whatever experience you're having mm. um, for me. And whilst I, I really want to have a sex life where we're both fulfilled, I, I'm i not sure whether I'm willing or open to do that. Mm. Can you give me a little bit more information around what you're wanting to explore or why this is so exciting for you or why this feels so important to you. And then, you know, you may be able to get more clarification and information. And when some clients have done this, they've realized, oh, actually, that doesn't feel scary. That feels exciting for me. And I have to do that. But then other people realize, oh, my God, definitely not. That's a big no. The more information I've received, I can really tell I don't want to do this. So, yeah, I think the first step is really valuing your boundaries and that Mm -hmm. a no is a no and everyone should be
1: respecting that and then, um, yeah, gathering some more information. Mm -hmm. And really honest communication, open communication with each other. Yeah. 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 I've got another question as well from uh, a listener on our Insta at The Pulse AU. I've never had an orgasm during sex. Is there something wrong with me?
2: No, there's nothing wrong with you. And the way that you phrased this question, it um, gives me a lot of information. So they've said, I've never had an orgasm during sex, which makes me think that they've had an orgasm during masturbation. I bet this person has a vulva and, uh, or they're a woman. Um, and uh, the majority of people with vulvas need clitoral stimulation in order to climax. So what we see in heterosexual dynamics the majority of women aren't actually getting any clitoral stimulation. They're going straight to penetration, and penetration can feel really good. It can feel connecting, but it may not um, give you the stimulation you need in order to build enough arousal and to climax. So what I would recommend doing is thinking about how you're orgasming when you're masturbating. It's likely you're doing a lot of external stimulation. You may be using toys. You may be adding lube. Um, and how can you incorporate that stimulation into the sex that you're having with your partner so that is completely redefining sex sex is not just penetration sex is oral sex is mutual masturbation sex can be a central massage and exploring your pleasure in your body and then communicating that to your partner and it could even be like a really hot show and tell and that is (laughs) (laughs) when I masturbate this is how I do it and this is what I like and this is what I touch and that turns a lot of people on even just watching their partner touch themselves. So there's this person and everyone else listening, who's ever thought this, you are not broken. You, there's nothing wrong with you. But w- the, the thing that is wrong here is how we understand sex. And yeah. we as a as society need to really expand our definition so that more people can um, experience more pleasure and orgasms and add toys. I am obviously such a big fan of toys, of course, you know, in my practice and, and working with clients in session, but then also developing some really high-quality sex toys. Toys can help you um, have more orgasms in partnered sex because they're essentially their only job is to make you climax. Yeah.
0: Do you know what, G-Spot, I went into this like a giggling schoolboy. This is the first time <laughs> we've done it and I've come out so inspired. Yeah, this <laughs>
1: Actually, has been really insightful. <laughs> really Yay. insightful,
0: yeah. really good. Thank you thank so much. You. Really appreciate um, no, you coming on. A-
2: such a pleasure and I think that you know it's I love that you're doing this at and everyone is able to access this information because you're so right like the more we speak about sex the more normal it feels and and we go from feeling like clunky and awkward to being like oh yeah I could do this thing.
1: exactly Absolutely. yeah thank you so much for coming on the polls and to find out more about G Spot's work head to georgiagrace.co or check out her instagram at gspot.underscore thanks so much